Welcome to the Sisters in Spirit podcast with your hosts, Kate and Melanie. We're so excited to be back with you guys today for our first official episode with a topic. Yeah. Our topic today is Who is God? We think this is a perfect way to start off our podcast because it's probably a question that most people who don't know who he is have. Like, who is this that you're telling me I should believe in, that I should be worshiping? So we thought that this would be a great way for us to start the podcast off. Yeah, and also, I feel like that's a question I also had when I was younger. Like, what does this all entail? Like, what is the difference between the Holy Spirit and Jesus? How are they the same? You know, I had all of these questions growing up also, but we're going to be trying to explain our perspective and what we have learned throughout these years about their connection and their connection in our lives. And we're also going to utilize the Bible and what the Bible says about who God is, who Jesus is, who the Holy Spirit is, and how they all work together. So to start it off, we, like we said, have the Holy Trinity. So that is God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So God the Father, for me, this is a way that I found like easy to remember or to understand how this worked is God the Father is like your mind. He's the one who has control. He's the one who makes the decisions. He's like the overall like being in a sense. And Jesus the Son is the physical body. So he's the physical representation of God the Father. So he is just like your skin and bones. Then the Holy Spirit is your soul. It's like your innermost values, morals, desires. That's what I consider the Holy Spirit to be related to. So that was something that I kind of figured out to help me understand who the Holy Trinity was and what each of their roles were. And another way that... You know, I don't know if you heard this before, like, that the Holy Spirit is sometimes considered, like, that gut feeling. Yes. But it's much more, it goes way beyond that because we're talking about God, you know? Right. It's God within us. Yes. It's like, this is how we teach the kids at church. Like, it's a small piece of God within us. Exactly. So we also wanted to get into the characteristics of God. You know, we obviously see throughout the Bible that he is faithful, powerful, good, all-knowing, everywhere at once, and he is love. And he's also, um, yeah, I said (laughs) all-knowing. He's true. Yeah. He's the way, the life. Everything. everything yeah and there's multiple references to that and we could like go throughout the whole bible and see like different stories that where he shows those characteristics and we also wanted to get into what god wants from us or for us um he wants us to love others that's something that's so important and i feel like that is some one of the main things that he tells us that we have to do to love our neighbor no matter what and to spread the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. That is something that is so, so important. And that is the task that he left us once he departed from this world. And to also have eternal life with him. He wants to us to be with him in all of his glory. And that's actually what he intended from the beginning of time. But sin ruined that for us. And that is what caused the separation from God. And that's why God 
wants us to love him back so that he can bless us with that gift of eternal life with him. He doesn't want us to be separate from him, but he gave us the freedom and the free will to make the decision whether or not we want to love him back. It's like the same way as like you having a crush and you're like, oh, I just wish they would like me. Like, that's how God feels about us. Like, I love this person and I just wish that they would love me back the way that I love them. And in reality, like, we're never going to be able to love God the way that he loves us. It's just not ever going to be possible to love somebody as much as God loves us. But we should be striving towards that. And we should be showing other people God's love through the way that we act, the way that we treat others, the things that we say. We should be loved the same way that God is loved to us. Yeah, for sure. And we also wanted to talk about who Jesus is. Because there's, I've encountered people that don't really understand the difference between God and Jesus. And it could get a little tricky sometimes for people. So Jesus is God manifested in flesh form. He was born through a woman and he became human just as us. But just because he was born through a woman and he became flesh at a certain time doesn't mean he hasn't been here all this time. He's been here since the beginning. If you look at John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And at John 1, 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. Wow. So, <laughs> so that obviously the word is being referring to Jesus. He is referred to as the living word. And he has multiple names such as the Messiah, the Savior. Um, he's also considered, not considered, he is God. So he does inherit all of these certain names. And basically in the Old Testament, a lot of People think that he's not mentioned in the Old Testament, but he is throughout the Old Testament as well. And actually in Isaiah 53, it talks about the Messiah's coming and his suffering for us. And then in the New Testament, it goes into basically his life of his birth through Mary and how he got disciples and how he healed people his actual first healing was not healing but miracle was turning water into wine he healed the sick he raised somebody from the dead he performed all of these miracles and the reason that he performed these miracles was because he it had a great purpose and the purpose was to show the glory of his father and his father being him as well. You see, it could get a little tricky for some people because they can't grasp the concept of God and Jesus being one. That's they why are separate, yeah. but they are also one. So exactly. even though, like the same way that I related to mind, body, and soul, they're all three separate things, but they all cultivate into one thing, which would be you as a being. But all of those three things, God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus cultivate into God, the Father. That makes sense. Yeah, and so Jesus, what he did for us was that he sacrificed his life for us. He sacrificed his life for us so that we could be blameless, right? So that we can live in glory with the Father. Because if he hadn't died for us, 
we would still be stuck in sin. And sin is something that God detests so, so much. And we are born with sin. We have a sinful nature. So we can never really make up for sin because we sin every day. Like, by the time we repent of one sin, we're probably going to sin again. Yeah. So we're not ever going to catch up to the repentance and the... Especially back then, because in the Old Testament, they used to have to do sacrifices for repentance, basically. They had to sacrifice the best of the best animals and had to go through a really long process. So what Jesus' sacrifice did was it stopped us from going through that process and being able to actually directly talk to the Father and ask for forgiveness. So if you look at Colossians 1... 13, 14, for 13 through 14, for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. That's letting me know that my sins, my past, my future sins are all forgiven because he has died for me. And he was a blameless man, a sinless man. He committed no sins and he lived a perfect life. And he himself was perfect. That's why his sacrifice is enough for us. Because he is completely and totally perfect. The perfect sacrifice. And for us to gain that salvation that he has given us, we first off have to acknowledge that it was him that gave it to us. That nobody else, no works that we do, as good as we may think we are, that doesn't bring us salvation. It is his sacrifice that has brought us salvation. And actually, if you look at Acts 4.12, it says, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Now when, now when we receive salvation, we are deciding to... Oh, backtrack, sorry. <laughs> yes, it says, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. That lets me know that there's no other way, reason, person, thing that brings us salvation unless it's Jesus. And that's really why Jesus came. If Jesus didn't come, we would have no way. And I feel like that's something that people don't understand. There is no other way but Jesus Christ. God says himself um, in the Bible, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, the life. Nobody goes to the Father except through me. I can't tell you exactly where that is right now, but I know it says that verbatim. Yeah. But God is Jesus is the only way to God the Father. Jesus is the only way to eternal life. So if he didn't come here for us and be that sacrificial lamb, there'd be no way for us to gain that connection with the Father because when Jesus when God sees us, he sees Jesus because we're covered in Jesus's blood. But before Jesus died for us, he saw us and he saw our sinful nature. But because of Jesus' sacrifice, he can see his son in us. That's what he sees. Yeah. And you know what the actual wages of sin are? Is death, you know? So we were never going to be able to fulfill that. Never. Because, again, we're not perfect. But Jesus was. So he was able to do that for us. And in reality, you know... Who wants to die for somebody, right? Like, right. Do you know what it is? 
to live, I think he was about 30 years old or so. Yeah, around his 30s. A life so blameless that you have never committed a sin. And mind you, like, he went through temptation. He went through pain. He went through, like, the ultimate pain and torture. He went through all the difficult things that we go through on earth. So he not only knows what it feels like to live on earth and be a human, but although all of those things still happen to him, he still lived a life of no sin. Like, do you know how difficult that is? Like Kate said, like, we sin, like, every other second. Like, can you imagine living 30-something years perfectly and blamelessly? And not only that, but, like, I feel like we don't recognize how great God's sac- Jesus' sacrifice was for yeah, us. Yeah, for sure. Like, if somebody had her at gunpoint and I jumped in front of her and saved her life, she'd be like, oh, my gosh, I owe my life to you. Like, yeah you're like the best person ever. Like, I'm going to give you all my money. I'm going to give you everything that I have. Like, that's what you would do if somebody were to like save you, save your life. But when Jesus did it, why is that not our reaction? Why is that not how we think? Like, oh my gosh, I owe you everything. I owe you my life. You, you saved my life. That is what God did for us. And we should recognize it as such. And you know what I've actually heard from or seen people say that, Oh, he only sacrificed those those dying on the cross. But actually, one of his biggest sacrifices was dying on the cross, but he left all of his glory. Like, imagine being in heaven and just experiencing all of that glory and to leave it to come on earth. You know, like a lot of people have dreams about going to heaven and they're like, oh, I, don't, I never want to leave. So he sacrificed actually all of that glory just to come down here. So it wasn't just, oh, he died for us. No, he sacrificed so, so much. And he knew what this earth had to offer. And what this earth has to offer is sin. And it's sad because that's not what God created it to be, but that's what us humans made it into. And he knew what there was here. He knew what was coming. He's God. He already knew what was going to happen. He knew what was expected of him. Um, And he still came down here. He still knew I'm going to die a painful, torturous death, but I'm still going to go because I love my people. Yeah. So we see after his sacrifice, this is where the Holy Spirit comes in. And the Holy Spirit is first mentioned in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So continuing as to what I was saying earlier, the Holy Spirit is like your innermost like values, morals, your emotions, your desires. Like like she said earlier, like your gut feeling. Like that's a really good way to like relate the Holy Spirit to for you to understand. Um he, Holy Spirit was given to us to give us discernment, to give us guidance, to have that peace of God within us. And it gave us a connection with God that we didn't have before Jesus came. And Holy Spirit is the God within us. It's a peace of God within us, not our own God, Jesus Christ within us. And it was sent after Jesus died on the cross. So if we read John 14, 26, Jesus says, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. And he's saying this to all of his people that he's leaving behind because they're thinking like, well, now that you're gone, what are we supposed to do? Like, you were the one teaching us the gospel. Like, you were the one guiding us. Like, now what are we going to do? And he's like, well, I'm giving you a piece of me to continue to guide you, to continue to lead you so that you can continue to spread my words. You continue to live your life for me. And that's like such a beautiful gift that we've all been given access to. 
but many of us haven't accepted that beautiful gift. And moving forward, Jesus needed to leave the earth in order for the Holy Spirit to reside within us. So the only way for us to have that gift of the Holy Spirit was for Jesus to leave. Jesus had to leave it behind for us. When Jesus was here, the Holy Spirit wasn't on earth. Jesus was. And before that, the Holy Spirit resided in a tabernacle or in a temple. So if you read like the Old Testament, you'll see a lot about like the sacrifices and what they had to do um, to be like in God's presence. And they would have to build like a tabernacle. It's very specific in the Bible. Like it tells you like the measurements, like this needs to be done this way with this material. Yeah, like every single little detail is pointed out in the Bible of how this tabernacle or this temple had to be created. And that is where God resided with his people, but he wasn't within them. Obviously, he's in us in a way because he created us, but the Holy Spirit didn't reside in our hearts as it does today. But because Jesus left, we were able to have the Holy Spirit within us. And it says here in John 16, 7, Jesus says, But very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So it's just so beautiful that God sent the advocate, which is the Holy Spirit, to us so we can have that discerning guidance within us from God that's guiding us each and every day to live a life that's honorable and glorifying Him and not us. And you know what's um, amazing is that going a little back to Jesus, right? right when He died, you know that the temple had a veil and you cannot go through the veil because... God's glory. You could not be in the presence of God's glory if you weren't like Yeah, like you couldn't just be like any old person. Yeah. Like you had to be uh you couldn't be a Gentile. So a Gentile would yeah. be like we would be considered Gentiles because we're yeah. Christians. You'd have to be like Jewish, Jewish. and follow yeah. like the Torah. You'd have to have enough for a sacrifice. It was very rigorous. Yeah, it was very extensive and a lot of people were not allowed. But right when Jesus died, that veil actually broke in half. And that allowed us access to God. That's when the Holy Spirit was delivered into us. If you hear like a lot of Christian songs would say like the veil was torn, like that's what it's talking about. So God no longer resided in a temple, but now resides in those who give him access to their lives. So although this Holy Spirit gift is present to all of us, we still need to accept it into our lives. We need to open the door for the Holy Spirit to enter us, to wash away our sins, wash away the things that don't honor God. But he's not just going to do it without your permission. God has given us free will. He's given us freedom to choose him. And he wants us to choose him, but he will not force you. He will give you so many opportunities, but he will not force you. And we need to open up our hearts and go to God and really just repent and ask for the Holy Spirit to come within us and to change us and to help us to be honorable to God. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, it says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. So although we have free will, that doesn't mean that we belong to ourselves. And that's something that I see so often in this generation on social media. It's like, do what's best for you. Like, only think about you, your mental health, your 
positive, whatever. Like everything is always about you and it's not. You're not your own. You're God's creation. And I feel like so many of us forget that. We forget that we are not made to live life here on earth. We're made for greater things. And God has given each of us a purpose for his kingdom and within his will, not our own. So we have to remember that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit and that God has his will to be done over us. And the thing is with God's will is that no matter what, God's will will come to fruition. So nothing that you do to try to deter that will stop God's will from coming to fruition, but you still have the ability to make the decision. And we have to remember if our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, we have to take care of this physical body. We have to eat healthy. We have to exercise. We have to pay attention to the things we listen to, the things that we watch, the things that we say, because this is the Holy Spirit's temple. This is God's temple. So who am I to dishonor God by the way that I live my life and then still say, oh, the Holy Spirit resides within me? I've been the person to do that before, and God has forgiven me for that, but that is something that I used to do. I was not living for God, and then I was like, oh, well, I'm a Christian. Like, <laughs> the Holy Spirit's within me. Like, no. Yeah. I have to be honorable. I have to, I have to live up to that. No, and I think another good, like, analogy for that is, like, think of our bodies as, like, a rental. Like, it's yes. like it sounds odd, but, like, think of it as a car rental. Like, you're obviously not going to do any damage to that car because it's not yours. You're you're not going to throw trash in the car. If there's trash in the car, you're going to pick it up because it's not yours. And guess what? If you damage the car, there's going to be a fee for that. So just think about that and, like, analyze. Like, this is really not mine. I was given this. And also, referring to the Holy Spirit, it's also something that is given to, uh, to us. And we have to honor it. We have to really take care of it we don't want the holy spirit to depart from us never so we have to really tune in and connect with it and keep a constant relationship with it there's also a sermon that i watched that gave me a really good example of like what your temple means and it's really that you're like the manager of this temple so this is your property but not necessarily there's still an owner but you're just managing the property for now. You're taking care of it. You're making sure all of the employees are in order. You're making sure there's no issues. If there is a repair that needs to be done, you do it. And that's a really good way to think of it as well because we are not the owners, but we do have the ability to make decisions. We have the ability to manage our bodies, but that doesn't mean that we own our bodies. So moving forward, The Holy Spirit changes us. It washes away our sins. It washes away what does not honor God. And we need to remember, like I keep saying this because it's just, I feel like we so often forget how good God is for the gifts that he's given us, such as the Holy Spirit, such as our bodies, such as everything that we need each and every day. And we need to make sure that we're recognizing God's blessings each and every day for us. And the Holy Spirit changes us from within and it helps us to glorify God and not glorify sin because our bodies we have a sinful nature our flesh loves to sin our flesh is driven to sin and we need to we need to resist that that temptation that's always going to be with us the holy spirit and our flesh are like at a constant tug of war trying to like 
when the light like i don't know how to explain this but there's like for example this kind of sounds weird but that movie split where he has like multiple personalities <laughs> and like they're all trying to like see the light you're like, like the 10th person to like mention split so i think i'm gonna have to watch it you haven't watched it before oh but i know what you're talking that about the bald guy yeah yeah i haven't seen it it's amazing it's no really no good. i have to see it though. anyways <laughs> Um, it's like the different personalities are trying to come to the light and it's like the Holy Spirit is trying to come to the light and trying to guide you the right way and say, no, don't go this way. Don't, don't go, don't go to that place. Don't talk to that person. Don't look at that video. Don't touch that thing. Like that's what the Holy Spirit's trying to do. But then our flesh is like, no, you should touch it. Like you should have drama with that girl because the way she talked to you, the way that she looked at you, like you should break up with your boyfriend because he treats you so badly just because of a like a dumb disagreement like because of our flesh wants us to sin oh like yeah you should you should cheat like who cares they won't know it's fine like that's what our flesh drives us to do but the holy yeah. spirit drives us to glorify god and tries to drive us away from sin and that's where discernment comes in discernment is knowing between what is right and what is wrong and god puts the holy spirit within us to give us that discernment to tell us hey what you're doing right now or what you're thinking about doing doesn't honor God steer away turn the other way and something important too is that you know that you could make the Holy Spirit sad like anytime that you are going against it and you fall into temptation you're sinning and you're ignoring the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit grieves it has this sadness because it does want to be connected to you and it does want you to experience all that the Holy Spirit has to offer. But when you reject it, it gets saddened. And actually, if you look at Ephesians 4.30, it says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. So that's telling us that we have to let go of these things that, like you said, like having arguments with your brother or sister in Christ or speaking in a foul language, doing things that you're just not supposed to do because it saddens the Holy Spirit that's within us. Holding resentment, mm -hmm. not forgiving people, being angry towards people, especially unnecessarily. Like, I think we all get angry. Like, God gets angry, but it's yeah. what you do with that anger. Mm -hmm. And most of us do the wrong thing with that anger. We don't choose yeah. to love. And it's not that anger is technically a bad thing you know god gets angry but it has to be a righteous anger yeah. you cannot be like oh my gosh like i'm gonna start fighting with this person i'm gonna hit this person exactly. like no <laughs> it has to be like a righteous anger that is like understandable and it's not like again you're not gonna be arguing with somebody but also you're not gonna take that anger and then fill your heart with unforgiveness because yeah. that saddens god that saddens the holy spirit when his creation, the ones that he created to love each other are hating each other, are not forgiving each other, are holding this resentment in their hearts. And I definitely struggled with that in the past over a lot of situations. I've been hurt. I've had righteous anger, but what I did with it was not righteous. What I did with it was sinful. I was resent. I was resentful towards the people that hurt me. And that's not what God wants us to do. And that's not what God does. Because if that's what God did, then we'd all be having eternal life in hell yeah a lot of people have gone and told me that like it's really hard for me to like forgive like 
it's super hard. And I always tell them, like, this perspective, like, what if God thought the same with us, you know? Like, I wouldn't want to feel like I'm not forgiven. So just think about, like, think in the mindset of Christ, you know? Like, I need to forgive my sister and my brother. Like, if me and Melanie got into a fist, <laughs> not a fist fight, <laughs> but, like, if we were arguing, <laughs> if we were arguing, we have to forgive one another and we have to, like, cool. let it go. Yeah. yeah. So in Galatians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. So as I was saying before, the flesh, the sinful nature of our flesh, doesn't want the Holy Spirit to have dominion over us. It doesn't want God in us. It wants us to do the opposite of everything that God wants us and has commanded us to do. So that's why we need to look towards God. We need to make sure that we're nurturing the Holy Spirit within us through prayer, through reading our word, through praising God, through seeking God adamantly. That is how we feed the Holy Spirit. And that's how we also begin to open doors for God to work in our lives through the Holy Spirit. And we need to constantly be seeking God and resisting our flesh, which is hard. It's so hard, but it's very necessary to do on your walk with Christ. You have to keep your eyes set on God. In every situation, through every painful circumstance, you look to God and God sees that. God is watching you. God hears you. He knows that you're struggling with whatever it is that you may be going through and he wants to help you, but he's just wanting you to look at him. Like he's like, look at me. If you look at me, I'll tell you what to do. If you look at me, I'll show you where to go. But a lot of times we search for validation. We search for peace and things that do not come from God. And that's why we struggle even more with dealing with those hard situations that we go through. Because it says in the Bible that just because we're saved doesn't mean that we're not going to go through difficult times. Whether you're saved or not, you're going to go through difficult times. When you're saved, you have Jesus guiding you through those difficult times. You have Jesus strengthening you because Jesus gives us his strength. We have God's strength on our side. We are not strengthened on our own. On our own, we're weak. We are weak. We give in to temptation, we give in to sin, we give in to everything so easily. But with God, we are strengthened, and that's why we need to look to Him, and we need to seek Him, and we need to invite the Holy Spirit to reside within us and to wash away our sins. So another thing is that it's super, super important to always remember that there is forgiveness in Christ. Like It doesn't matter what you did. It doesn't matter your past, because a lot of people feel like, oh my gosh, I feel like God looks at me a certain way because I did this and like, no, God has forgiveness for absolutely everybody. Like it's universal and it's a gift that he has granted us. We're not going to take advantage of it. No, right. never. But we do know that we have that forgiveness that if we make a mistake, you know, we'll suffer the consequences, but we have that forgiveness in God. And I think that's also a hard concept for a lot of people to grasp because that means that even people who have done terrible things, even people who have hurt us can be forgiven by God. But that's the whole point, that no matter how bad you have messed up, God still sees you. He still loves you. He still wants you. And he wants to forgive you, but you need to come to him humbly. And you also need to go to the people you have hurt Mm -hmm. and ask them for forgiveness. And they should in turn forgive you because God calls us all to forgive each other. 
And it's very hard to do when someone's hurt you, but it's necessary. That's why I don't talk to nobody. I don't want to forgive them. I'm just kidding. I don't even want to give somebody a chance. I don't want to even give them the chance. That's that's a lot of work. (laughs) But no, it's it's really important to like keep that in mind that that part that you actually have to go and you know ask for forgiveness to somebody if you have hurt them also, you know. So yeah. And we all have the opportunity to even have that forgiveness because Christ Jesus died on that cross for us. And that is why he's worthy of all praise. That is why he is worthy of all worship. And that is why we're here today spreading the gospel because he died on the cross for us and he put the Holy Spirit within us. The way that we're speaking right now is not us. It's the Holy Spirit speaking through us to touch you guys, to touch you in a certain way. God has a specific way of speaking to his people. God has a specific way of touching you and finding you where you need him. God will meet you where you're at. He doesn't want you to come to him being perfect, like, okay, like, I know everything now. I know all the information about the Bible now. I know everything there is to be a Christian. Now I'm perfect, like I got my life together, now I'm going to go to Christ. Like, no, go to Christ as you are, broken, a mess. And something that I've been seeing a lot on this podcast that I watch is she'll say, like, God will turn your mess into a message. And that's so real. Like with our testimony yeah. last week, like God will turn your mess, your difficulties, your sin, and he'll turn it into a message for his glory. Mm-hmm. So God wants you to come the way that you are and just come to him humbly and ask for that forgiveness. And he will change you through the Holy Spirit. But that doesn't mean you don't do the work. Yeah. You still have to do the work. But God is working in you and aiding you in doing you that You do work. your part and he's going to do his. Yeah. Like today at church, like we were talking a lot about um, taking action. Mm-hmm. Like doing the things that God has called us to do as believers. Um, And that's part of like having like that armor of God. Like. Mm-hmm to live righteously like the breastplate of righteousness like living righteously is to live the right way and the right way is through jesus so we still need to try our best to live a life that is honorable to him but that doesn't mean we are perfect and that is why it's such a great thing that we have the holy spirit as a gift to us to help us to live this life on earth where it's very difficult Mm -hmm. but it's possible to Mm -hmm. live a righteous life as righteous as possible (laughs) with Christ Jesus yeah for sure and it's another topic that's so important that we we're probably gonna get into later on is the ways that the Holy Spirit manifests because you were saying that oh it's not us speaking it's the Holy Spirit but there's so many different ways that the Holy Spirit manifests like some people cry me I'd be crying like I cry every day, every single day. Like, I can't. I'd be crying. And some people speak in tongues. Some people dance in the Spirit. Some people are even touched by the Holy Spirit. And, like, it'll look like they, like, passed out. It's just because they're so overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit. And it's a very beautiful thing, actually, Mm -hmm. to witness. Yeah, for sure. So we're definitely going to get more into that because the Holy Spirit does have much more and all of these have much more jesus has much more god has much more but obviously if we were to make a whole episode about that (laughs) we'd be here for like 10 hours we encourage you guys to also go into your word which is something that we're going to talk about on our next episode reading your word go into your word read it and he's going to tell you who he is he's going to show you who he is and he wants so badly to show you who he is god wants to us to to know him 
And that's why he left us the word so that we can read about him, so we can hear the stories about him, and he speaks to us through the word. And that way we get to know him on another level and connect with him on another level that we wouldn't have been able to if we didn't have his word with us, which is why he blessed us with it. So that's really important for us to also remember to do. So yeah, I had a lot of fun this episode. I really enjoyed talking about this because I feel like maybe this is something that you know, a lot of people don't ask about, they have these questions, but they don't really ask. Like, it's yeah. always, like, in the back of their mind. Like, some people yeah. may think, like, this is kind of, like, a dumb question to ask, but it's not. Like, yeah. a lot of people simply just don't know, and that's why it's so important for us to be able to talk to you guys about who God is and explain to you as best as we can what our experience with God is, how we know he's so good. Like, in the Bible, it just says how many times he's good, and we've seen it in our lives, and God wants you to see it in your life as well. So we have to believe that God is real. We have to believe that God is our creator. We have to believe that Jesus died on that cross for us, and we have to believe that the Holy Spirit wants to reside within us and give him the opportunity to do so. So it's really important for us to keep these things in mind, to remember that God is all-powerful, God is everywhere all at once, and God wants to be within you. Yes, so again, it was fun talking about this. It was a great episode. Went really well. <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to be on, spot again, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, <laughs> everywhere. YouTube, everywhere. So wherever you watch your podcast, we will be on there. So you can listen to us on any platform. Yeah. Um, we're really excited to be back with you guys today talking about this because it's so important for us to spread the gospel and I'm really happy that we're finally getting into the word today. Um, we hope that this message touched you. We hope that you got some new understanding out of this. And if you have questions, please ask us because we'd love you could to comment answer them to the best of our ability. Yeah. yeah, you could either go in the comments or we have the prayer request in our yes. link tree. And any question you have, you We'll try our best to answer it. We're not, like, the most knowledgeable creatures in the whole entire world. Right. We're not God. Yeah. But we'll we'll meet a middle ground. Yeah. <laughs> we'll meet you in the middle. <laughs> yeah. So a way we want to end each episode, again, is by prayer. So we do have the prayer requests. And in this prayer, we're, again, going to be praying about the podcast and actually the viewers as well. So... <laughs> Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for bringing us here and allowing us to be able to share your word with so many other people, Lord. Thank you for this opportunity to spread the gospel. Thank you, Lord, for guiding us through this episode. Thank you for putting the words in our mouth, Lord, to share with others. I pray that this episode was edifying for people. I pray that people who did not know about you before have begun to come to an understanding of who you are what you want for us, Lord, and why you did what you did, Lord. I pray that those who did not understand, my God, Jesus' sacrifice today understand what Jesus has done for them and that they accept him as their Christ and Savior, that they accept him as everything that he is and accept the Holy Spirit into their hearts, Lord. I pray, my God, that you open their hearts to you, change their minds, change their understanding that they may have had in the past of who you are, Lord, and show them who you really are. I thank you, God, for allowing us this opportunity to just speak about your great works and about who you are, that you are love, peace, and kindness, 
and that you encompass us wherever we are. And you love us so, so much that you sent your son to sacrifice his life for us, even though we may have not deserved it. In fact, we didn't deserve it. But you did so much for us. And it's we're super, super grateful. And we always want to honor you and give you the glory that this is all for you and for your works so that we, we may bring the word to those around us. Thank you, God, for, again, allowing us to be here to speak to the viewers. Thank you for having them here. Thank you for opening their ears, that they may open their spiritual ears and heart to be able to receive the message that you, that you have for them. We thank you, God, and I want you to let the viewers know that you have a door open for them at all times, that they just have to walk in and take your hand and go step by step with you. Thank you, my God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We will see you guys in two weeks on Sister Saturday at 8 p.m. Yes. Bye. Mm -hmm.